Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's We Are Live on the Facebook live stream, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe. Tell other people about us. And if uh, the mode in which you listen to us has a review system, be sure you do that. Uh, Travis Terrell is here. He's flexing into the camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Gardner is here. He's the producer. Uh, if you just missed the last segment, if you're tuned in live, we've had uh, Ben Fredrickson from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch on. Absolute pleasure. Love having him come in and uh, really enjoyed speaking with him. First, uh, before we get into the next hour, we should have Dr. Ed in. I know he had an, uh, a meeting that he was uh, attending to, so if we uh, get a little long on the tooth on the day, we'll just jump into some dogs on film uh, without him, and uh, we'll get him back in next week or this later this week. Uh, I need to tell you about Gateway Powder Coating, everybody. Gatewaypowdercoat.com is where you find all of their capabilities, or you can just visit them in person at their new shop, 1500 Progress Progress West Lane, O'Fallon, Missouri, 63366. Don't let your metal be ruined by moisture, heat, or other unsavory circumstances. That's powder coating. It's I was telling you about it yesterday, everybody. If you're listening, watching, however you're consuming this media, it is about to be Easter. It is about to be graduation season. It is about to be, have my buddies over for some barbecue and drink season. They don't want to sit on your skank-ass, rusty metal furniture. And they don't want to look at your grill, your smoker, anything else if you haven't taken proper care of it. Maybe you need a flashy new color. Travis looked into a plum crazy purple coat for his smoker. I did. They can do it. They, they can. will do it, and it will be fantastic work. Stainless steel, magnesium, cast iron, whatever you got, the metal, they can mostly do it. Take care of your metal objects in the house with Gateway Powder Coat and gatewaypowdercoating.com. Gatewaypowdercoat.com at Gateway Powder Coating. Excuse me. Travis, we're geared up for the big 1860s saloon party this Saturday for Mardi Gras. It's going to be crawl. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit, Gardner. You don't have to jump right to the graphic. Uh, we wanted to get into a few things before Dr. Ed popped in. I'm, uh, I'm a little perplexed on the East Coast. What is it, South Carolina? Uh, is it South Carolina where the lottery winner hasn't turned in their billion-dollar ticket? Gardner, do you know? That would be correct. South Carolina. South Carolina. So I believe a small town in South Carolina. We've got. We've and got this was the, over. This is nearly almost. It's all. I want to say it's a year. It's about what? About seven months in? Eight months since? They're within two months of the <clears throat> deadline to okay. claim it. So you've got the whole nation. You have millennials and trillions in debt, and uh, and mm -hmm. that's depressing. But then. There's maybe a positive spin with this billion-dollar ticket out there. What are you doing if you're playing? Like, if, if it's you and you've had the ticket, Travis, and you know you have the ticket, right. how are you going about it? And you can tell me the story that it's legal counsel you're working with. It's a family member that doesn't want you to bring it up. However you're doing it, why are you, if you've won this, taking up to the last minute to claim it? I would imagine it's because there may be a state law that requires the winner. child support to be paid up well i mean you got a billion dollars i hope to god you don't have <laughs> that much child support built up i would imagine you would be in someone's jail cell if you were Happens but quick i think in this instance the only thing i can conclude is that if i was this individual i am figuring out a way to make sure my identity is not known and that because I, you don't need you don't need more than two months with estate lawyers and accountants to figure out you know, the best way to financially handle like this a large a, amount of money. Form a trust or something. Yeah, it, it doesn't take, you're doing. I mean, it'll take, it may take a couple of months, but it does not take more and than half a, a year to get all this experience together. in this. Well, I have friends who work in the financial world <laughs> and they have 
explain to me, you know, some of the things that people go through when they win the lottery. So, for example, I have friends who work at Wells Fargo. They have a department dedicated to lottery winners. Oh, wow. So they literally have uh, people they bring in that walk sucker, you through. Sucker department? I mean, it's... <laughs> When it's all hey, said you don't and know done, you're, you're going to need financial professionals. So, yeah. I mean, you want to find some people you trust, of course. I remember but. there was a guy in mid-Missouri that won a huge millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And it was somewhere like in between Columbia, Missouri and uh, like wherever. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, in between Columbia and the Sedalia exit, we'll just say one of those kind oh, of okay. 70 towns, right? And he won. And the first thing he said, and he was like a hillbilly, he goes, I'm seeking the advice of a financial professional, and you haven't heard from him since. That's probably a good thing. I think that's ultimately what happened. That's ultimately what is this person's waiting. I don't blame them, but I hope it's not a really creepy situation where this person like got drunk and they're now trying to figure out where they left the lottery ticket. They, it's, I don't know. I just hope it turns out that it isn't someone who lost this money and that they're just going through the legal ramifications to make sure they're protected. We're talking over a billion dollars. Yeah, generation we're talking changing about, we're, What are we talking I think when it's all said and done, he's going to at least close to $850, 900000000 million after yeah. taxes. So he's going to walk away with a very large sum of money. So, And you're talking about a small town in South Carolina. And I think we've seen the stories of people who know each other from when... And if it's lost, if it's lost, by the way, or somebody just doesn't know that they won... It just goes to the state. It just goes back to the it state. Goes, it doesn't go to like, yeah, it oh, the not, cheat, like it, nope, it just goes. No, in. apparently they do, officials they do whatever they want with it. came into the convenience store where the ticket was bought uh-huh. and like immediately took the security him. tapes. Like the, the convenience store doesn't have access to them. They were taken right away. So there's, there's, it's very likely that the lottery folks have an idea maybe who bought the ticket. Mm-hmm. Because, I would, again, that was when everyone in America were, were buying tickets. I would imagine there were a lot of people that day that came into that gas station that bought a ton of tickets, but they, you said they have narrowed it down to the time in which the ticket was bought. Well, they have this security, the, the security footage, footage yeah. at the time. So, so they probably, have I would a think strong, they would know what time it was bought. So they have too. a strong idea, probably between five to 10 people who likely have that ticket or the person could have died. That's one option. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're a serial killer and don't want to be caught. Mm-hmm. That's a good Maybe point. it's a Tony X situation where the NHL tried to put him on a pla- uh, pedestal mm. and he just kind of, mm, I'm good. I'm not going to the all I don't want this. I, yeah. don't want, I don't want your life. I don't want your life. You know what uh, I do want? And uh, it's like a lottery that you've won whenever, oh boy, you've, uh, segue, whenever you find the care oh and boy. comfort and knowledge of a great veterinarian in South St. Louis. That's Dr. Edmund Yako from Hillside Animal Hospital. We do dogs on film every Wednesday. The good doctor is in. Sorry, I'm late. No, no, it's great to see you. Just like at Hillside, I got that little reminder card in the mail saying it was time for my annual It's time for your checkup. Yeah, Yeah. annual wellness exam. Nice. So I had to go and they had to... Draw my blood from my heartworm test and all that. <laughs> is it when you go to a when you go to a human doctor? You're right. And he got me with yeah. that one. Doctor Ed's good with that because I'm up here listening to him. Like, what do they give you, Doctor Ed? Oh, you son, man. Oh, man. Heartworm medicine. Get out of my face. Uh, and when you go into a human, like general practitioner, is there? I mean, I'm sure you've probably had the same doctor for a while, or it's somebody you trust or know or something. Is there any kind of competition? Or uh, he's like, uh, yeah, man, just had to. Phew, deal with my uh, 47th flu patient in the last two days and you're like i fixed three different types of dog a reptile and even did a quick operation on a horse 
Yeah, I always tell him, you know, he only had to learn one species. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Lazy, lazy, yeah, sad. Yeah. Sad real is what doctors, you call that. Real doctors know how to treat all species. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Ed joins us each and every week. We play dogs on film. Dr. Ed, we had Ben Fredrickson from the Post-Dispatch in here earlier. We always enjoy talking a little baseball with you as well. Um, there's a few injuries happening with the Cardinals. Uh, I wanted to just get into this really quick. I know we mentioned some free agent talk last week, but now has your stance softened on big money with uh, the Cardinals, Bryce Harper still being out there? Is there anything that could convince you to get behind Bryce Harper and the big money that he commands coming to your St. Louis Cardinals? Well, sure. If I had a crystal ball and I knew that Dexter Fowler was still going to bat two, 210, you know, then I'd say, yeah, I'm yeah. all behind Bryce Harper. Yeah. Travis? Yeah. He believes in Dexter Fowler just a little bit is what I took from that. Well, he not only is the only one that believes that, the DeWitts, the Moselock, uh, Schilt, it, the, the powers that be that are important inside the Cardinals organization believe what Dr. Ed believes. They believe that Dexter Fowler is going to go out and have a better season than he did a year ago and that spending money upwards of $300 million plus over the next 10 years on Bryce Harper isn't financially prudent. I respectfully disagree. I think that the Cardinals – it should be looking towards the future and now knowing that a guy like Nolan Arenado and a Manny Machado are not going to be available considering where the market is. Mike Trout probably isn't likely to test the free agent market. I would imagine the angels, the same organization that had no problem giving 250 million plus to Albert Pujols. And they're not going to all of a sudden get gun shy to try to extend Mike Trout. So my question now going forward for the St. Louis Cardinal team is, what does your future look like? Because you're going to have to spend money with Goldschmidt. You're going to have to spend money somewhere in order for, your, for these fans to come out through the turnstiles over the next handful of years. And who are you hanging your hat on as an organization? I mean, the pitching is going to be exciting to see, but we don't know what we're going to get out of Reyes. We're, Jack Flaherty is going to hopefully turn into something nice. Dakota Hudson is going to be something nice. But what is going to be that marquee player? Who's going to be that marquee player? where fans will constantly wear the jerseys and you'll see them on the billboards around town. Who's going to be that guy? Because if Goldsmith leaves, who's the marquee player for the St. Louis Cardinals? Mm. So was Nicholas tied up only for this year going forward? Yep. Or? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I understand that a little. Yeah, bit. I understand that. But, but I, I'm not but I don't, upset I, about that. I still that. don't like throwing that much money to a guy after only one year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could turn around and. I'm just disappointed that I was hoping for a crossover with Ben Fred and Dr. Ed, mm -hmm. so that Dr. Ed could give him a piece of his mind. We, I actually have never met him, but I think we, have, we actually know some people in common, so I would, I would like to meet him sometime. He, has, uh, he used to own um, a farm down in Sedalia. Oh, his family did. And, yeah, and they owned, what was it, about 40 dogs? They owned cats, dogs, horses. And it was a period as when he was growing up, Ben Fred basically lost a dog every month well they had like coyotes i mean they had a lot of different <laughs> i mean they're in sedalia on a farm <laughs> i'll defend him a little bit there because that that's how growing up i had lots of cats but we lived on like 17 acres of land when we first moved to o'fallon mm -hmm. and lived across from a quarry and our property line and back was train tracks so we had some cats that were indoor some that were outdoor, some were a combo. The outdoor ones didn't necessarily make it as long as the indoor ah, ones. Ah, gotcha. Mm -hmm. It happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had our own, you know, pet cemetery yeah. on our property because of that. When you're in that kind of habitat, it's hard to, you know, have a prolonged life. 
Will the veterinary community also come out against the new remake of Pet Cemetery? What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, great, question. great question. Great question. I wonder, is there, is yeah, there you know, a great is question. the vet organization of America just going to come up and be like, no way, the studio is irresponsible with this movie. No, nah, I mean, as long as they don't make remake Cujo. I'm mm. like, yeah. That was a St. Bernard, too. I know. Like, what uh, you see St. Bernard walking around at the pet parade. Uh, oh, and thank you for uh, backing us for the Poscars. Yeah, that went very well. Oh, no, no, it was a good time. But uh, you see the great, the St. Bernard's walking around, and you're like, how, I get it that it's a giant dog, and it, it but like, that's the one dog I feel like. And you, you were more aware of things when it came out. But you know how it's always like it'll be Dobermans and then Rottweilers and then whatever villain is depicted in a movie, the dog, the breed takes a hit for a few years. Uh, was there any kind? I don't think St. Bernard's even took oh, a real no. stigma because no. they're just big, fluffy, lovable Beethoven, things. Beethoven came out. Beethoven, Beethoven Charles Grodin. Yeah. yeah, good point. Man, that's some range for a breed. Right? It really is. Yeah. They're beautiful dogs. They're very lovable. Mm-hmm. They're very huge. From the Mastiff family. Also, I may need your help. <laughs> Doctor, I may need your help. We may That's need where to they put get together, their size. We need me to get put together a video. I, I'm trying to convince my mother to get a dog again after the passing Gateway of Gateway Pet Nola. Guardians, man. She and got I'm a bunch. trying to, but she's just like, she's not there. What do you recommend in those situations? Do like I know she's just at the point where she's like, I don't want to really be bothered. And I think she's still not over the heartbreak. So what would you... How do you recommend people, whether or not they get back into getting a dog after losing a dog, or do you do you tell them take some time off, or I guess it varies from situation to situation. Yeah, exactly. It's just each in, yeah. individual, you know. Okay. I, you never know. I mean, you could you could uh, you know maybe convince her just to go out and look, and uh, okay. Or you never know when that one dog's going to catch your eye. Ooh, and, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe I'll you go. Do hey, that. you want to go grab lunch? Oh, yeah, stop by a place. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Take her to an adoption event and just. Okay. Like, that's a that's a very good question, Travis. Actually. I know um, this is this is so confusing. He came in dressed nice today, and then he asked a really good question. Like Gardner and I are both like, "What the hell's happening?" My girlfriend. Who, who are you? And yeah. what have you done with Travis? <laughs> Her family. They had a, a Papillon, uh, Penelope, for fourteen years. Papillon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. And uh, Penelope passed away, mm-hmm. and um, they were heartbroken. Like it was different. Yeah. Like for two days, I was consoling Jess at least. About her dog. Right. And, and like, she wasn't, she's not living at home anymore. Right. But, like, she was even afraid to go home. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what it's going to be like when the dog's not there. Right. But her, I think, and one of the ways they've coped is it was two weeks later and they went and got another Papillon. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's how I kind of think Oliver of it is like, what I call him. They prefer to call him Ollie, okay. but I like so a more what's, formal what's, name. What's the Rotten Tomato score on Papillon? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, the original? Is <laughs> Dustin uh, Hoffman? Oh, yeah. talking about? I don't... I bet it's... That's a pretty artsy film, right? Oh, it's really good. Uh, I bet it's in the 90s. Uh, good good look at Dr. Ed pushing the uh, pushing the game. Yeah, we're actually... You know, we're dealing with something with our dog at home. He's actually developing some senility. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. He's just uh, not quite all there, and, you know... Yeah. Sleeps mm. all... Sleeps just... Probably twenty three hours a day. And, oh wow! Yeah, and just hmm. you know, you just kind of, kind of like remind him why, why you know, come on, let's go outside. <laughs> right. You know, why did I come out here? And it and it doesn't help that the only positive things that you can find on the internet are dog videos. You know, that's the only positive thing on the internet. So that's what I try to keep in my feeds, whether it's Facebook or or Twitter, is. I follow dog sites, and they, there's a new awesome video like every three hours on my timeline. I'm just like. Yeah, I want to do dog right now. And it's, 
it's very it's a it's a very difficult transition so thank you for helping me that's a good idea i will certainly try to bring her to uh, an event um before we get into dogs on film uh, did you get a chance to check out the oscars or any of the the award show yeah, this past I, I sunday watched a, i watched a little bit of it not not the whole thing but what did you think of the no host thing what was your thoughts on the not having a host i felt like it was very efficient i thought it was it kept the show going but it was still entertaining enough to keep my attention and there wasn't any, I guess, dry spots throughout the show where you're just like, oh, that just brought the room down. I, how, what did you think? I thought it was. I thought it went well. You know, I, whether it was real or imagined, it seemed to me like they were just letting the people just talk as long as they wanted yes. and think and yes. about anybody who wanted. <laughs> and there was four four people who got the Oscar. All four, four got tried to, to speak. speak. They didn't <laughs> get played okay. off immediately. Yeah, Some it, did, but it, not all. Right. You didn't hear that music start. Right. So I found I found that interesting. What would you do in that situation? I've always wondered that because as an audience member, I'm like, all right, let's Short, keep the show moving. Better, but though. then at the same time, I'm also, man, these people have been working about oh, yeah, 25, you're right. 30 years yeah. to get to this moment. Hey, man. Can we give them two minutes? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I would have done that. I right. probably would have done the hey, man, in there. Like, hey, man, I want to thank my valet driver. Uh, I want to thank my third grade teacher, but I don't know. How would you handle that if you uh, were to shorter, win an award? Shorter, really? better. Yeah, because you, you just be, you can, you can still be meaningful. Like, it's cool if you say your significant other's name or your kid's name or something, and maybe you can do that really quick and maybe you rehearse and everything, but I, it, you still, there's, you can't go wrong politely saying, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Everybody who supported me. Good night. Like, there's, that's no one's going to be like, did you see how short that was? You're, so you're telling me. Because you're going to forget 100 people. There will be, no with each one of those stars, there will be no fewer than 100 people that are like, uh, I didn't get thanked. But that's my Did question. Cause, cause my thing your is, your aunt's going to be mad that your grandma yes, got. Yes, like, no, yes. just do one blanket effective thing and you're good. Yeah, you're better than me. No, you I, can't forget the spouse, though. I mean, you can't forget the spouse. Like, there are certain people yeah. you have to name the spouse and the kids. Oh, yeah. You got to go. You, it depends kids, on how good the kids, kids get thanked. Why do the kids <laughs> yeah. get thanked? That's a fair question. You know, is that just to get their name on TV, you know? Yeah, <laughs> because you know that's going to be cool for them the next yeah, day at sure. school. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be, oh, that's the basic <laughs> so, reason why. Do we have, can, can we talk about that? Dr. Ed, like, <laughs> screw them kids. Yeah. Dr. Ed is anti kid. No, I'm just. Just throw it out there. Why? I, look, I come from a, a very large black family. I have to at least name 25 people. Mm, I have to. I'd and like, I would like to thank Medea. Yes, I'd like to thank Medea. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Drop the mic here. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. let Dr. Ed do the rest of the show. So what's, what's your take on this whole green book? I don't know if you want to call it confidence. Oh, we talked Dr. about Ed it a little bit. My bigger beef with the movie was, in my opinion, it just wasn't good. My second beef was that we you can't ignore that the protagonists of the movie their family had strong misgivings of the way it was portrayed on screen now i i get that the there are a lot of people who enjoyed the movie a lot of people had different takes from it i respect that but it's kind of hard to ignore for me personally that if we did a say a chris demon film and jpd came out the next day and said this was a complete misrepre misrepresentation of my son. This isn't how we lived his life. This isn't how it went down. I would, it, it would be, I would be remiss if I didn't take that into account. Outside of that, congratulations, Peter Farrelly, uh, the guy who did Dumb and Dumber now has an Academy Award. Yeah. So that is very interesting. So that was, overall though, I thought the entire night was very good. I enjoyed the entire night. I thought everybody got a chance to win. Roma won, Black Panther won. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody got love. So I felt like all the films in some way, shape, or form got some respect and love from the Academy. Spike Lee finally got his Academy Award. I thought everybody ultimately got what they wanted out of that night. 
Yeah, he apparently threw a little bit of a fit, though, didn't he? When yes, he was very... It goes back all the way to the driving... emotional? No. It goes all the way back to his driving Miss Daisy days. And I think he was kind of tongue-in-cheek with the comment that it's the second time I've lost out to a he, movie He appeared where, to be indulging in uh, some yeah. champagne as well, which he deserves if he's out on that night. But maybe... Uh, but that's part of the Spike Lee brand. Part of it. Yeah. yeah, Spike Lee brand is sure. the underdog. He loves being the underdog. I don't know how he would react if the Knicks won the NBA Finals. Because what would he, Good what thing would, never he would have happen. nothing to right. yell about anymore. So right. I think he loves being a part of uh, being the underdog. Uh, uh, Cubs fans seem to have gotten over it. So. Mm, good God, did they ever. Goodness Babies. gracious. Uh, before we get into dogs on film, I wanted to remind everybody that Tech Electronics helped us build the studio. They're Dr. Ed's neighbors over on Manchester. Yeah. Oh, nice. St. Louis. That's right. They're another great family-owned business from right here in St. Louis. The studio was wonderful. They're helping us out with a bunch of different things. Cannot thank them enough. Visit techelectronics.com for their capabilities. Dr. Ed, how are we feeling about uh, our capabilities and our uh, potential for dogs on film today? We also, we haven't... Uh, we haven't gotten the uh, pen and the paper for the second week in a row. We've pissed off Gardner. Mm. Yeah, well, after last week, I didn't do too good. I, th I think I was 0 for 4 last week. Or... It was a rough one last yeah. week. So... Did you win last week? Bree. Right. Bree won, Bree last, won week. last week. Yeah, yeah. kicked Goodness our ass. gracious. I'm going to type mine today just as it makes me feel better. Gardner, <laughs> you yes. and Sean were in here recording. What do we got? Here we go. Travis? It's time for Dogs on Film. Beautiful. What an amazing I open. I love that open. Oh, that is so actually is pretty great. Much. That is pretty great. And man, uh, we have like, man, we're going to be in debt all the way to December because of that graphic. Uh, we play a little dogs on film every time Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital comes in. It's a game where we put two movies against each other and guess their Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, we have six total movies. Okay. Three total pairs. Oh. One on one we go. You have to guess... In those one-on-one -on -one pairings, which one has a better score on Rotten Tomatoes? Arbitrarily, I'll decide if I want to hit right or wrong with uh, whoever it might be. And uh, if it's a right answer... Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. ...is what you'll hear. If it's a wrong answer that I want to go with... Wrong. Heard a lot of those at wrong. the pet parade this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Certainly, that does. was kind of scary. So we'll see what uh, what the scores are after three pairs. You get a point if you get it right. Needed, we have a tiebreaker, and uh, we have a theme with each pairing. So a theme with each pairing. I wanted to revisit a few that we've already done actually to begin, and they are dog themed. We don't always do dog movies anymore because we've gone through a lot of them. Don't look up Papillon, by the way. You brought it up because I'm probably going to use it next week now. Nice. So I'm, I'm, it's on you guys, okay. your honor, to not look up Papillon on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, I was unaware of that movie, but we will use it next week. Now. Hmm. So we're going to start with a couple of dog movies that we've had before oh. to see if you guys can guess which one has a better score on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you ready? We are ready. All right. Here's your first one. 
All right, mm. are we ready? K-9, 1989, action comedy, one hour, 42 minutes. Michael Dooley, James Belushi, is a cop who likes to work alone. But while working on <laughs> working a case to bust Lyman, Kevin Teague, a notorious international drug lord, his boss, Ed O'Neill, assigns him a partner to assist. That partner is Jerry Lee, a drug-sniffing dog. At first, Dooley can't stand his furry sidekick, especially since the dog seems to take pleasure in destroying Dooley's possessions. But when Dooley discovers that Jerry Lee's drug-sniffing skills are no joke, he warms up to the pooch. You see that one? <laughs> we might have seen bits and pieces on, you know, Channel 11, Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's your first one. I okay. think I for sure saw that. It was probably rented at I've uh, seen it. Yeah. Village Video. I think the way Sean described it. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, has, probably. James, has James Belushi been in a good movie at all? Oh, boy. Ooh. There it is. Uh, Dr. Ed. He's on it. <laughs> He's opinionated in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. K-9 going against... Must Love Dogs, 2005, romance comedy, one hour, 38 minutes. Sarah, Diane Lane, is 40, <laughs> and recently divorced. Diane Lane. Diane Lane is 40, <laughs> and recently divorced. <laughs> Believing Sarah needs a date needs to date more, her sister Carol, Elizabeth Perkins, creates an online dating profile for her. Simultaneously, Jake, John Cusack, reluctantly decides to try internet dating. Sarah and Jake meet, and though both agree they are not interested in a serious relationship, their chemistry is undeniable. But when Bob, Dermot Mc... Mulroney Mulroney suddenly shows interest in Sarah. Her future with Charlie becomes unclear. Diane, 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 Diane Lane. Diane Lane. Diane Lane. Ooh la la. Mm -hmm. You ever seen Unfaithful? Oh yeah. Mm. Ooh la la. Ooh, ooh la la. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, may we? Grape. Jesus help us. So you have uh, must love dogs. Against canine. Mm. Travis, what do you got? Love me some Diane Lane. Gotta go with uh, Must Love Dogs. Must uh, Love Dogs. Dr. Ed? Oh, yeah. Must Love Dogs. Must Love must Dogs. Love, must, I, love, must Love Diane. I uh, topped must, it. Oh, she's a, that's a nice woman. I typed it down. I've said canine's probably 23%. Must love, must love Dogs is 44%. I gotta go with Must Love Dogs. Must Love Dogs for all of you. All of you are. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Yes. Are correct. Nice. Canine, 22%. Ooh, I said 23%. Must love dogs, 36%. Not bad. On Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Not bad. Actually, quite bad, both of them. Yeah. 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 But good guessing. Good yeah. guessing. It was enjoyable. It was an yeah. entertaining movie. Yeah. yeah. Nice, uh, nice work on bringing dog movies back into yeah. the mix. Well, we'll try and do maybe a, a couple. It's been almost a year. Have we ever? Did we ever do the movie Man's Best Friend? I don't know. I'll look into it. I actually have a running list okay, great. of things that yeah. we have done, so I I'll go back and did, look. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know you're getting pappy on next week, so don't look, you guys. All right. <laughs> don't do it. All right. What's our next set? The next theme is the moon. Oh, the moon. I'm good at these movies. So these movies have moon in their title that I've hit it against one another. Great. So wow. Here's your first one. Shall I scroll? Yeah, try it. Yeah, work these things. Never had a computer for a minute. Ready? Moonstruck, 1987. Drama comedy. One hour, 42 minutes. No sooner does Italian-American widow Loretta share. Accept a, a marriage proposal from her doltish boyfriend, Johnny Dan... 
Johnny, Danny Aiello. 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 And she finds herself falling for his younger brother, Ronnie, Nicholas Cage. She tries to resist, but Ronnie lost his hand in an accident he blames on his brother and has no scruples about aggressively pursuing her while Johnny is out of the country. As Loretta falls deeper in love, she comes to learn that she's not the only one in her family with a secret romance. Snap out of it! <laughs> my favorite line. My Cher impersonation. You sing, uh, sing a Cher song? Thieves, 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 thieves from the people of town. They call us thieves, 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 thieves gypsies, tramps, and thieves. And every night all the men come around lay their money down. Wow, he did the whole song. Oh, Sean. There's Sean. So that's what they were doing in here. Yeah, that's what we were doing in here. So Moonstruck. Okay. And that goes against... Paper Moon, 1973. Crime, black and white. One hour, 45 minutes. Slick Karn artist Moses Prey, Ryan O'Neill, and Addie Loggins, Tatum O'Neill, team up as a 1930s team up in 1930s Kansas. When Mose is unexpectedly saddled by with getting the nine-year-old Addie to relatives in Missouri after the death of her mother, his attempt to dupe her out of her money backfires, and he's forced to take her on as a partner. Scamming their way through their through farm country, the pair is nearly done in by a burlesque dancer, Madeline Kahn, and an angry bootlegger, Jim Hillerman. John Hillerman. You got a good Madeline Kahn impersonation? Maybe from Blazing Saddles. Maybe from Blazing Saddles. I'm tired. Tired of playing the game. Ain't it a crying shame? I'm good. so. He is good. Tired. I'm tired. Sean's good. Yeah, he almost ruined Blazing Saddles for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Moonstruck versus Paper Moon. Did Tatum O'Neill win an Academy Award for Paper Moon? I believe she so. Did. Okay. Young, young, no, she wasn't the youngest. I thought she. Is she still the youngest of all time? Or was Shirley Temple? Maybe it was Shirley. Was it? Gardner, you're old. That I don't know. Okay. All right, I am going to go Paper Moon. Uh, I didn't know either of these, and I went Moonstruck. Oh, gosh, you haven't seen Moonstruck? If I have, I, I have don't not seen remember Moonstruck it. either. I haven't either, oh, but I want to see true. it now. I oh, want to see God. it now after that description. It speaks to my heritage. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Hello. I'm definitely Moonstruck. going to check it out now. Moonstruck all the way. Moonstruck for Dr. Ed, Moonstruck for Chris, Paper Moon for Travis. Travis! <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's not that bad, though. Okay. Paper Moon, 92. Moonstruck, 93. Ouch. Right oh, that's a good one. That's a heavyweight right, fight. I got to check out Moonstruck there. this weekend. I'm yeah, going to do that there. Okay. All right. So go. it's, uh, what's our scores here? Two, two for Dr. Ed and Chris, and one for Travis that's as right. we head into the final pairing. Okay. This one hits one Andy against another. Andy Garcia. Versus Andy McDowell. <laughs> Andy Garcia <laughs> versus Andy McDowell. Interesting, okay. Okay, so here's your first one. Hero, 1992, thriller, comedy drama, one hour, 58 minutes. Serial, sw- serial swindler, Bernie LaPlante, Dustin Hoffman. LaPlante. LaPlante, LaPlante. Dustin Hoffman makes his first selfless gesture of his life when he helps save injured passengers from a roadside plane crash and then vanishes into the night. Hoping to find the hero who pulled her out of the wreck, reporter Gail Gailey, Gina Davis, announces a $1 million prize for stepping forward. The one handsome vagrant, John Bubbler, John Boober, 
Andy Garcia takes credit. Bernie struggles to expose him amid a media circus and countless adoring fans. Didn't see that one. Really? I might have seen parts of it. I used to watch that all the time. Really? That's what happens when you just got the basic cable. You know. Yeah. You know. Sometimes you get better stuff on not cable. Like what? I don't know, movies. You know, they got that this channel on. You know, eleven point two on my backward on my back TV in the back room. This channel. It's called this. I don't. Know. There's a little inside info for you if you are lacking in cable. Thank you. Look for this channel, 11.2 here in St. Louis. <laughs> so you have Hero. Okay. Going against. Michael, 1996, fantasy drama, one hour, 46 minutes. When jaded journalist Frank, William Hurt, and Huey, Robert Pastorelli, along with the angel, with angel expert Dorothy, Andy McDowell, travel Saw to a small town in Iowa to investigate a story, they find Michael, John Travolta, a disheveled man claiming to be an angel. But Michael is less than angelic. He drinks, he smokes, basks in the attention of women. As the, as, as the group travels to Chicago, Michael teaches them about relationships, faith, and miracles, suggesting that he may be exactly whom he says he is. That was a pretty good movie. It was kind of fun. Travolta. You ever dabbled in Scientology? No. What's a good religion for you? Baha'i is what I'd like to be. They just think everybody, and it's just, you know. You, know you ever hear Baha'i? Uh-uh. No, you know why? Because they don't bother anybody. They have beautiful temples. One up there in Wilmette, Illinois. It's gorgeous. They're the most peaceful, inclusive religion of all time. Someday I'm going to look into Baha'i. Mm-hmm. You know who practiced the Baha'i religion? Believe Khalil Green did? Is that his religion? Uh, that could be. I don't remember if what it was. If it's not Khalil Green, it's, uh, it is Rain Wilson. There, it's one of the two. Now I'm going to have to relay that to Sean. Yes, absolutely. Sorry. Okay. So, Gardner, our, our last two, what were they? It's Hero versus Michael in your Battle of Andes. I, uh, I, I got go, to go Michael. I saw it in theaters. I got the tattoo to prove it. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm going with uh, St. Michael of John Travolta. I'm going to go with Hero. I mean, it, it's a t- mm. I'm struggling with this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with Hero. I'm going to go Hero as well. All right. Those of you that went with Hero. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Wow. It is Hero. Dr. Ed. Above yeah. Michael. Michael a 38. Ouch. Mm. Hero is 65. Wow. Kicked its ass. Dr. Red, Dr. coming Red. back from an Ofer last week to go mm. undefeated this Waltz week. Is, Waltz is in here whenever he pleases. Ass. Congrats to Dr. I mean, Ed. Well done. The disappointment on Chris's face, though, because he didn't, you know, upset me at all. With <laughs> <laughs> None of the ratings ticked off Dr. Ed. There's always next week. Do you guys want to hear what the tiebreaker would have been? Let's go for it. Yes. This would have been for uh, Black History Month, okay. Travis. Um, I picked one out for that in all particular. Right. Here you go. This is it, the tiebreaker. And for the for the for the the tiebreaker, lean on me. 1989, drama Ooh. action, two hours, four minutes. The New Jersey superintendent, Dr. Frank Napier, Robert Goulet, Robert yeah. Guillaume. <laughs> no. Sorry. Yeah. Robert Guillet. Robert Guillaume watches helplessly as it, as East Side High becomes the lowest ranking school in the state. With nowhere else to turn, Dr. Napier enlists Maverick ex teacher Joe Clark, Morgan Freeman, to take over as principal of the, de- of the declining school. Unfortunately for Clark, before he can focus on improving the student's bo- the, stu- the student body's state of state exam school. <laughs> State exam scores. <laughs> somehow, a school of its gang and narcotic problems. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> it's time to go now. Good night, all. Can I get out of here? Yeah. What's your catchphrase? What? What's oh, your... God, I gotta go to the bathroom. You have to mm. go to the bathroom. I do have to go to the bathroom. Okay, bye bye.
All right. It was Lean on Me would have been the tiebreaker. I still believe this is perhaps Morgan Freeman's best performance as an actor. I'm going Lean on Me has got to be at least an 85. 85, Travis? Chris? Uh, 91%. 91? You know, I'm sorry. I'm going lower. Okay. I'm going to go 70. I think Dr. X is probably right. 70 is close. It's a real nice movie. Oh, really? 69. It's a 69. Yeah. Mm. 69 for Lean On Me. Interesting. Okay. Again, congrats right. to Dr. Ed of Hillside Animal Hospital. Wow. You feel good? Yeah. 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 It's good to have you uh, back in your winning ways. Nice job, Dr. Ed. Uh, Dr. Ed, we'll have you stick around. We have some fun at the end of the show. We read silly emails that people send in on a sure. topic. Uh, and we give away a prize this week. Ten bucks to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Gardner, you want to do some fair or foul? Uh, we could do that if you'd like to. Okay, Trav, you uh, you excited? It's your favorite segment. It's time for the people's fair or foul. At this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Hmm? Is it a movement? Okay. Is it hope? Yeah. I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. <laughs> the segment that the dogs of the pet parade called. And you can catch us mm. live this week. Get tickets. We have $10 off. If you want to message us, you can uh, you can send us a direct message, send us an email, however you want to get a hold of us. We have tickets for the 1860s Mardi Gras tent this Saturday. We're hosting it. Silky Soul, the Red Afro Queen, will be playing music. And your ticket, if you do the $10 discount, $75. That includes food, drinks, private heated bathrooms, private area. Yes. It is going to be a heck of a party. It's going to be cold on Saturday, so come hang out with us in the 1860s Saloon tent. If you want to go to 1860saloon.com and order tickets, be sure to enter promo code WAL. No discount, but you do get a free party pack with that. Those tickets are $85. Let's party, guys. Come out. It's going to be packed. We've already sold a ton of tickets. Still have some left, uh, but we're excited to uh, party with everybody with 400,000 of our closest friends in Soulard. Should be fun. Uh, we asked you about gas station sandwiches. Dr. Ed, it was a sight to see. Let's kick it off. Fair. The gas station sandwich is the equivalent of a St. Louis 4. And we've all <laughs> been with a St. Louis 4. <laughs> Good God. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. That's mm. from Coach Sampson. How do we feel about that? Mm, pretty accurate. Dr. Ed's falling along. <laughs> Fair. But only in one specific instance. The only allowable scenario to eat one is standing in a running shower, wearing new, never nude blue jean cutoffs, drinking a 40 ounce, and crying while a random British guy does a poor man's David Attenborough. That's JVL Jackal. Dr. Ed, we shot some promo videos oh. before the launch, and one of them had Travis crying in the shower eating a... It a, wasn't a pretty yeah. sight, Dr. Mm -hmm. Ed. A it Cinnabon wasn't. or something? Yeah, It yeah, wasn't yeah. Cinnabon. Cinnabon, I ate Cinnabon a wet in the shower. In the shower. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah. we'll show you the video. Can I, can yeah. I, uh, never mind. I can't go Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, to close out fair or foul, we have the black sheep. Foul. This topic just got stuck to the roof of my mouth. Mm. So I did, like that. Why do they call it the foul pole? If the ball hits it, it's a fair. That's a good mm. point. Mm -mm -mm. I've been wondering that question That's for something years. That need, you know what? Ben Fred was in here earlier. We should have asked him. Yeah. Damn. Uh, that'll do it for fair or foul today. Who gets 10 bucks to buzz this Hawaiian grill? Travis Trell, who's your vote for? 
I am going for the first one. That would be Coach Sampson. Yeah. Dr. Ed, did you have one you liked? Yeah. Yes. First one, Coach Sampson, Gardner. I'll hop on board. I'll Coach go Coach Sampson, Sampson with the sweep. Nice. Congratulations to Coach Sampson. Ten bucks to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill, family-owned right here in St. Louis. Love working with them. Look forward to some big projects down the corner. Dr. Ed, thank you so much. We love your work. We love uh, Hillside Animal Hospital. Can't thank you enough for coming in every yeah, week. Thank you, guys. It's always fun. Uh, huge thanks to St. Louis Counseling Services, Mental Health Matters. Uh, looking forward to Implied Company being in here. Tiny Sushi Bistro by Jack Redsaw. Check out med midcoast.media for more info on what we do. Comedy at Southtown Pub this Thursday, 8 p.m. Our friends Quentin Wilbert. Sarah Pearl, Yale Hollander, nice. and Keith Hughes lining out the night. 8 o'clock, free show. Come down, have some fun with us. New website just around the corner for us, but we have been updating the old one, so you can check it out, weareliveradio.com. And big thanks to the Cranesburg Arts Foundation and the Dot Zach yeah. building, of which we're commercial tenant, but we're part of the programming, too, everybody. For Chris Gardner, Dr. Ed, Ben Fred, and Travis Strell, it's Chris Denman. We're back live on the live stream tomorrow at 8 a.m. If not, download us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody.